Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, the liberals and their media buddies, sycophants, acolytes, their little pupils and students are freaking out when they start trotting out the, it's a conspiracy theory. Um, yeah, yeah, this Hunter Biden story really has them in a meltdown. Listen, there's a theory out there, too, among some on our side, believe it or not, the conservatives out there, too, that. Hey, maybe this Hunter Biden story, maybe nobody cares about it. No, no, no. I'm not suggesting it should be the focal point of the Trump campaign at this point. There are other issues, the economy and other things. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something I am absolutely sure of. Everyone understands government corruption and being sold out. And everyone really, really hates it. So when the media are telling you, ah, oh, maybe we shouldn't talk about this Hunter Biden story, some conservatives buy, maybe we should, nobody really cares about that. That means they really care about it. We should double down. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Don't wait. You don't need people seeing what you're doing online. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get a VPN today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today after yesterday's massive nuclear meltdown of oh, Joe Armacost equipment on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm doing okay. Biden schmiden. Yeah, we fixed the computer. But, I thought I lost everything. So thanks for hanging no, in well, there, everyone. Joe is so talented. <laughs> talented. That you're, and Joe is so good. Scared. And I'm going to give a shout out to Joe that you didn't even notice that there was a technical meltdown. Besides, we had Lucy eating my microphone. Um, we had Paula doing an army like bear crawl to try and rescue my microphone from Lucy day. during the show. Joe's equipment totally fried. So producer Drew had to send Joe a track. He had a remix for the oh, show dude. and the show still went up basically on time because Joe is super talented. <laughs> Thank you so and much. not only that, ladies and gentlemen, we had our best Monday ever. So I said to Joe before the show, maybe your equipment should melt down today. We'll have our best Tuesday ever too. Maybe it's a good omen. All right. Loaded show today. Let's get right to it. Today's show brought to you by friends at iTarget. iTarget. Innocent people are falling victims to crime. Sadly, intimidation and forced to fend for themselves because Democrats on the left are successfully, in some cases, trying to defund the police. When the government can or won't protect your family, self-defense is the only option. But most of us don't have the time to consistently train. Plus, ammo is getting really expensive. You know that. That's why oh, yeah. iTarget Pro was invented. Using their proprietary app and a laser round, you can train safely in the convenience of your own home with your actual firearm. No manipulation to it necessary. No special barrels. No nothing iTarget comes in all major calibers, including 223 and 5.56. You can stay sharper than almost any firearm. Today, get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code Dan. It's the smartest way to train. You simply take the laser round they send you, insert it in a safely unloaded firearm you have now. They send you a target. The laser round emits a laser. And now when you're dry firing, you can see where the rounds would have landed on the target. I get really tons of emails about this. Tons of them. I'm not kidding. They love this system, especially now. Some people don't want to leave and go train. Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. Use offer code Dan. All right, Joe, let's go. And the bell, we get the bell too. It's yeah, going to be a skinny bell today. All right, let me get right to it. So you know the left is totally melting down now over this Hunter Biden story. It's become a complete catastrophe for them. 
and their media bootlickers. I still have the iTarget ad up there, Paul. They, um, the media bootlickers are going crazy. Whenever they tell you not to talk about something, ladies and gentlemen, that's a sign to double and triple down to talk about something even more. It's like when they tell me not to talk about George Soros. I spend a whole week on George Soros. He's got a whole <laughs> chapter in my book. Um, I don't listen to anything they say ever for any reason. So here's a clip of uh, Andrea Mitchell, who uh, Rush, who I'll get to in a little while too, um, sadly, but uh, Rush Limbaugh, Andrew Mitchell, we're going to do a lot of odes to Rush over the next few weeks because he's such a great guy. He's All going right. to do a lot right now. But Rush calls her Andrea Mitchell, uh, left-leaning full-time Democrat activist pretending to be a journalist on MSNBC. Here is her panicking on, uh, on live TV here, talking about how the Hunter Biden thing, we now have receipts for. No, no, no. I don't mean receipts in a way because Paula hates that. Like, I mean, we have an actual receipt in the Hunter Biden case, a receipt signed by Hunter Biden. Yeah. Here's her calling the story with zero evidence whatsoever, calling the story. I can't there. That's what they do when they freak out. Check this out. The whole lock them up, uh, false conspiracy theories against the Bidens really is stunning. I mean, he could be talking about the economy and making false claims about that, but, you know, blame it on COVID. He could be talking about a Supreme Court nominee who is popular with his base. And what they've done with the courts, yet he's going after, you know, these Rudy Giuliani created, you know, false plots that we now have learned uh, could well be tied to Russian intelligence because Giuliani was wittingly or unwittingly meeting with Russian intelligence agents, people who've been designated by the U.S. government as such. Hat tip newsbusters for that. Ladies and gentlemen, the woman's a complete joke and an Man. embarrassment, Andrea Mitchell. She always has been. Um, she's really a disgrace to journalists, to anybody claiming her, um, the media outfit she works for. She's just an embarrassing person. I'm sorry, she is. Um, she has zero evidence this is a conspiracy theory at all. Uh, we have a ton of evidence that, in fact, the theory is, in fact, not a theory, but a fact um, that the Biden crime family has been up to no good overseas. Um, and Andrea Mitchell's not interested in getting to the bottom of that for a very simple reason. She's not a serious person. Um, she's a full-time Democrat activist operating as a tool of the Democrat Party to help get her preferred Biden crime family surrogate, Joe Biden, elected. It's as simple as that. Now, why does Andrea Mitchell tout the talking point I just warned you about that, honestly, some conservatives have picked up, too, including a friend of mine who does uh, contributor work at Fox, Mark Thiessen, who is a good guy, but I think he's wrong. He said, oh, people don't care about the Hunter Biden story. That is absolutely wrong. While I agree with his premise that that should not be the sole focus of the campaign, he's right. The economy, law and order, public safety, healthcare are all important issues, two very important issues. Ladies and gentlemen, abuse of power stories are incredibly destructive to the candidate involved in them. Let me explain to you why. You know, I, 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 I hate telling this because I hate, oh, listen, I went to graduate school. I got smart I am. I'm, forget it. I'm not getting I'm just telling you this, but some small bona fides. I spent a couple of years in graduate school studying psychology. I loved it. Okay. And I remember specifically discussing one of these research studies they do with, um, with animals. And one thing, animals, human beings included with the animal kingdom, we all understand and hate more than anything is they hate the idea that they're getting screwed over. That there is a power inequity, right? The research study I was talking about, if I if I screw it up a little bit, I'm sorry. It was years ago. I went, you know, I got out of school, you know, over a decade ago with that. But they do this study where if you give an animal a certain amount of food and another amount of animal, another animal, a less amount of food, and the other animal sees it, 
that other animal loses its mind, even if the other animal's totally full. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you give that other animal all the food it wants, but you give the other one more, even if the animal, like, stops eating because he's full, he's still pissed off that you gave the other animal more. I'm not kidding. I forget if it was a study uh, with uh, with chimps or dogs. I don't remember exactly, but I remember thinking about it. Like, gosh, that's so true. Like, people and animals both inherently understand inequity, and they hate it. They don't like it. The fact that someone who had a power inequity, right, Joe Biden, Vice president has significantly more power than you or I or Paula or Joe or Drew or anyone else and anyone listening pretty much other than the president. You're the number two executive official in the entire country. The fact that that power was abused to leverage financial dealings that benefit his family, everybody understands that and everyone hates it. That's why Andrea Mitchell had to brush Rush Limbaugh. That's why Andrea Mitchell is so terrified of this story. He's like, it's a conspiracy theory. Stop talking about it. Talk about the economy and stuff. Andrea Mitchell's giving the Republicans advice. Please, please, seriously hard pass. Take the football, hard pass, spiral down the field. Mitchell knows this story's devastating. You think she's trying to help the Republicans? Hey, stay away from this. Nobody really cares. And as I said, the fact that some conservatives are buying this line is just silly. Do you get what I'm saying, folks? Does this make yeah, sense? Move power on. inequity oh, and abuse geez. of that power stories. You get it, Joe. Yeah, babe. Everybody hates that. Everybody's been screwed over by a boss, screwed over by a colleague, screwed over by a neighbor who had influence with the town council. They hate those stories. That's what Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family did on a mass scale for millions of dollars while his dad was the number two most powerful executive official in the entire country, probably the world. They've been sold out, people. They know they've been sold out, and they hate it. And folks, let me just remind you, again, for the conservatives falling in this trap, that no, don't focus on Hunter Biden. No, focus on Hunter Biden. Not to the exclusion of other things, but yeah, bring it up. If this message, abuse of power, was not a powerful one, let me ask you a question. Who first ran in modern politics in the last two decades? Who first ran on the drain the swamp message? Who? A lot of you listening, especially some of the younger folks, probably say, oh, hmm. that was Trump. Trump did that, drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. Right, Joe? You would think he, he did. Yeah, he, You're not wrong. Trump did run on a drain the swamp message. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. But I'd like you to go to the internet and put in a search engine, Nancy Pelosi drained the swamp when she took over during the Bush era control of the House of Representatives for the first time in a while. Huh. That was her message. Literally, her message, drain the swamp. So I just ask you again, if power inequities, swamp-like politics, where people leverage their power to destroy the livelihood of the common man and take advantage of their power to enrich themselves while de-enriching you, if that wasn't a powerful message, how did Nancy Pelosi take back the House using it? And why did she use it if she's such a brilliant tactician? She used it and won. And how did Trump use the same message and win just four years ago? I'll leave you a second to think about that because it's a powerful message. And that's why Andrea Mitchell and her MSNBC overlords that are full-time Democrat activists are so panicked about the Hunter Biden story. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, we have receipts. That phrase usually drives Paula absolutely wild because she hates it. It's become a real, it's, it's the equivalent of, of, of Muttley for you longtime listeners. 
You know the Muttley deal. <laughs> Paula hated Muttley. She's come around to Muttley, though. She's come around. Okay. She's so slowly. I think it's because, honestly, Joe, I think it's because we don't. You, we use Muttley sparingly. I, mm. Right? Wouldn't you say you didn't like Muttley that often? But we use Muttley on special occasions. She's come around to Muttley. She still hates the word receipts. But in this case, <laughs> when I use the word receipts for evidence, in this case, we actually have a receipt. Right. So she can't hate it today because it's an actual. How do you say receipt in Spanish? We got a quick pop. Oh, she nailed it. See, Paul, of course, is a fluent native Spanish speaker. Whenever I ask her for a word in Spanish, I put her on the spot. She doesn't know. But if you have the conversation in Spanish, she'll tell you the word. Recibo. Recibo. So we have recibos. I'll say it in my worst uh, New York accent possible. So we've attained actual an actual recibo here. Here is a recibo of Hunter Biden's signature on the receipt, turning over the laptop with all of the Biden crime family evidence, the devastating photos, the emails um, about payoffs and paying off the big guy, uh, Joe Biden himself, who's the big guy. Here is the actual receipt. Fox News has obtained the picture. Mike Emanuel got this. Here's the recibo right here, signed by, what is that? What is it, Paul, you see that? What is that? that, My eyesight's going bad. Is that, oh, oh, look, Hunter Biden's actual signature on the receipt. That, 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 the, the recibo, that's not possible. That's not possible. Andrea Mitchell, Joe, just told us in that video, you heard it, you cut it. Yeah. She just told us this was Russian disinformation. That the, the laptop, all the emails about Hunter Biden selling out the country and kicking up money to the big guy, his dad, while he was vice president. Yeah. Wow, sounds like an international payoff scheme to influence the vice president of the United States. No, 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 it's not. No, no, it's not. It's Russian disinformation, according to alleged journalist Andrea Mitchell, who says, that guy's thing there. She's just said it, right? Uh, yeah, okay. It's Russian disinformation. Yeah. So, so, Joe, I'm just curious. Like, Hunter Biden's laptop with Hunter Biden's photos of Hunter Biden doing some really disgusting stuff and Hunter Biden's emails was dropped off by Hunter Biden, yeah. a receipt signed by Hunter Biden, and that somehow is... What, what, Igor Gorsky or something from the Russian disinformation unit dropped that off? I'm, 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 missing, I'm, I'm missing this here. Yeah, me too. We have an actual receipt of Hunter Biden with his signature dropping off his own laptop with his data on it and his photos on it. And what, the Russians, the Russians were in a car outside making Hunter Biden do it? What, what did they bribe him with? What did they bribe him with? Like a bottle of Russian vodka? Hey, we'll give you a little a shot of Russian vodka. If you go in there and drop off your laptop and implicate yourself in a potential foreign international scandal for the ages. This, if this doesn't make sense to you, it's because you're, you're <laughs> because you have an IQ in the triple digits. That's why it doesn't, because it can't make sense. <laughs> Just, ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking you, please, for a moment, put yourself in Hunter Biden's shoes. He knows these are his emails and his photos because they're him. He did it. He knows they're him. So a Russian pushed Hunter Biden to drop his laptop off and leave it at a computer shop and surrender it and then sign a receipt surrendering it because he never came back and claimed it where it acknowledges if you don't claim this, it's ours. He did that. He did that for Joe. I mean, Joe, I'm not asking you to be a criminal investigator. I'm just asking you like, Common sense wise. Yeah. Can you explain to me the motive why you would drop off your own laptop 
and leave it there and implicating yourself in a potential foreign scandal for the ages? I'll, I'll give you a second, uh, yeah, Joe. Can you give me a possible motive why Hunter Biden would do that? I just can't think why he would do that, you know? <laughs> of course you can, because you have a functioning moron. <laughs> Hunter Biden knows they're his emails. Hell it's yes. his laptop. He did it. You know, let me tell you a little trick here for my old time being a criminal investigator. One of the greatest stunts I ever used to pull with bad guys is that we did counterfeit investigations, right? Counterfeit money. The bad guy knows he passed counterfeit. Why? Because he did it. They know they passed it. They were there when they did it. That's why we're interviewing them. We always knew it was them, fingerprints, whatever. But confessions always help. So what I would do is I would sit the bad guy down. I would take a, back then everything was VHS tapes. It's been a long time since I left the federal government. I would take a VHS tape. Remember, Paul, I told you this stunt we used to pull? And I would write on the VHS tape in the front of it. The younger kids are like, what the hell is a VHS tape? I don't, they're like, I don't even know what that is. Just roll with me for a minute, folks. Ask your mom or dad. A VHS, not a knock on you. I don't blame you. You don't want it. But I'd put on the front of the VHS tape, say the bad guy was Joey Bag of Donuts. The day he passed the counterfeit, I'd put Joey Bag of Donuts, November 8th, whatever, 1999, the day he passed it. And I would put it on the table as I was interviewing. I would never mention it at all. Never. Well, why would you do that? You're not going to say, what are you doing? Because about halfway through, I'd be like, yeah, you know, you're in that 7-Eleven with the counterfeit. Uh, we're there that day. You know, they had video cameras, right? You'd see right away, the bad guy go like this. He'd look at the video, the video with his name on it and the date. And he'd be like, well, what's that? I'm like, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Let's keep talking. <laughs> he, he knows he's on video. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. The videotape had nothing on it. Nine out of 10 times. I just made it up. I, just, I didn't say anything about it. I didn't even, you can lie to bad guy. I didn't even lie to him about it. I usually got the thing from the evidence room. It was just a blank videotape, stock video. There was nothing on it. And I would just, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Don't you worry. We'll get to that. What's in his head? He knows he passed the can. Now he thinks he's on tape. This goes back to my Hunter Biden. He knows they're his emails. He sent them. He knows that's him with the, and all the other stuff because he took the photos. So he's going to leave a laptop knowing that's him. He's going to leave it in a computer store and surrender it for what? Let me quote Joe Armacost. Hell if I know. Of course he doesn't know because there's no motive for that. The answer is because he's stupid and he got caught. That's it. He's just really stupid. Paula said to me this morning, she was, why would this idiot leave a laptop in a computer store with evidence of an international scandal on it. You just answered your own question. Why would this idiot just stop there? You don't have to answer anymore. Why would this idiot? The rest, you, the rest of your statements are relevant. Why would this idiot? Thank you. Question answered. You don't have to. What else do you have to answer? Because he's stupid. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, if Hunter Biden was smart, he would have made an actual living doing real things. That's why he does what he does. Him and his dad and the crime family do what they do because they're not smart. They're not like Don Jr. and Eric that actually have a real estate empire they manage that do real work. They're not like you and your, your dad and your mom, electricians, architects, truck drivers who work for a living and have figured out how to feed their families and add value to society. He's Hunter Biden. 
He's a loser. I'm sorry. That's why they do what they do. Why would he leave a computer? Because he's a loser. I'm really sorry. We're supposed to feel bad for this guy? Millions of dollars, you know, shaking people down? Passing up money to the big guys? And we're supposed to feel bad? Oh, please. Take that nonsense elsewhere. I'm not interested. I'm really sorry. Not interested. All right, I've got more. This gets worse. This I want to show you again. My, the, so the whole purpose of this segment, so you understand where we're going, tell you what I'm going to tell you, tell you, and tell you what I told you. It's a way to ground this information every time. The media is panicking. The receipt is devastating. We now know it was Hunter Biden's laptop. The media is freaked out and is desperate to get you to change the topic and has resorted to trying to give the Republican Party advice like Andrea Mitchell. Stay away from this Hunter Biden story. It's just a stupid conspiracy theory from Rudy Giuliani. Talk about the economy. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's take advice from Andrea Mitchell. Let me get to my second sponsor. My good friends at Quip. This is my toothbrush of choice. Why? Because it's like a darn power washing for your mouth. That's why. You don't know how clean your teeth could get because you're probably using a standard old toothbrush. You ever have that dentist feeling when you come out of the dentist after a real good cleaning? You want that every morning, every night, every afternoon? Use Quip. This is my actual Quip. I love this toothbrush. Everyone in my family has one. When's the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? Quip's new smart electric toothbrush. Good habits can earn you great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. The Quip smart brush for both adults and kids connects to the Quip app with Bluetooth. Track when and how well you brush, get tips and coaching to improve your habits. Come on, can't beat that. You earn points for daily brushing, bonus points for completing challenges like streaks, redeemed for awards like free products, gift cards, and discounts from Quip and partners. You already have a Quip, upgrade it with a smart motor and keep the features you know and love. What this features I love. Sensitive sonic vibrations, a two-minute timer with 30-second pulses for a guided clean. Slim, lightweight, and sleek with no wires, a bulky charger to weigh you down. Multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. They have floss that expands to clean and comes with a refillable dispenser to reduce waste. Plus, you can get a brush head, toothpaste, and floss refills delivered from $5 and shipping is free. How smart is that? Join over 5 million mouths when you use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes. When you get a Quip smart brush for just $45, that's it. What a deal. Best toothbrush of your life. I'm telling you. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today. Go to getquip.com slash Dan right now and get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip, Q-U-I-P.com slash Dan. Spell G-E-T, getquip, Q-U-I-P.com slash Dan. Getquip.com slash Dan. Quip, better oral health, made simple and rewarding. All right. So I, I told you this whole media narrative is collapsing. They're getting desperate. Obviously, now they've resorted to Things like, hey, change the subject. Talk about the economy. Nobody should talk about Hunter. Um, the leftist media is freaking out. They know now that the Russian disinformation line is falling apart because as Joe just accurately, accurately stated, when he couldn't figure out a motive why Hunter Biden would sign a receipt dropping off his own app laptop at a store and why the Russians would have anything to do with that, Joe wasn't even a criminal investigator figured out in two seconds. I don't have a motive for that. The motive is he's an idiot. Hunter Biden's just really stupid and that's what happened. So the media understands, make no mistake, that the Russian, pay close attention to this next word, very close attention. You tracking armor cost? Yeah, which agenda? Don't want to be very, don't want anyone to miss this. Mm -hmm. The Russian disinformation media narrative, it's not Hunter, it's Russian disinformation. 
They understand the disinformation narrative is falling apart. Mm. To be disinformation would require some element of spuriousness, of, 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 it would have to be false. In other words, it's not Hunter's laptop. It was a clone laptop or hard drive, and the mm -hmm. Russians added some stuff. You get it? Mm -hmm. For this to be Russian disinformation would require the story to have an element of, like I said, falseness to it that nobody's saying. In other words, the Biden campaign themselves, as we showed in yesterday's show with the campaign flack, who admitted nobody's saying the emails are inauthentic. In other words, she means they're authentic. Nobody's saying that. Where am I going with this? The media now realizes, um, you know, uh, the left-wing media, Andrea Mitchell and others, that the Russian disinformation line is not going to stand because nobody's saying the emails are false. Now they're changing the story a little bit. And a lot of you may have missed this yesterday, but that's what we're here for. Don't worry. We're here to pick up the mess after the media misses the story. So check out this tweet by Politico. Fascinating how the Democrats are rushing to sw former swamp rats in the intel community to save them. But notice the second to last word in this tweet. Let me read it for you. At Politico on Twitter. More than 50 former senior intelligence officials, I'm going to add parentheses, total swamp rats who hate Donald Trump and really aren't serious people. Uh, more than 50 former senior intel officials have signed on to a letter outlining their belief that the recent disclosure of emails allegedly belonging to Joe Biden's son, quote, remember the second to last word here, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Oh, hold on. No. Where's the LOL emoji? Can we have that like blasted all over the screen here? Uh, but, uh, I, I thought it was disinformation. So now it's a Russian information campaign. A lot of people miss that. No, 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 not us. Don't worry. No, no, not us. We didn't miss that at all. If there's one thing I'm hip to, it's paying very close attention to subtle changes in media narratives. So the media narrative now, because he realized now that the Biden campaign is acknowledging these emails are authentic, that Hunter signed a receipt, so therefore it's likely his laptop, and that they can provide no reasonable motive why Hunter Biden would drop off evidence of his own potential corruption at a computer store, other than he's an idiot. So now that they've run out of motives for this and run out of fake stories, like it was Russian disinformation, which DNI, Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, again, if you watched yesterday's show, <clears throat> totally destroyed that narrative, saying there is, quote, no evidence that this is Russian disinformation at all. None. No, no one's found anything that has anything to do with the Russians at all. It just has everything to do with Hunter Biden being a moron. Now, all of a sudden... Some senior intelligence swamp rats, former, they're not in, so they have no access to information right now. Formers have said, no, no, this is the hallmarks of a Russian information campaign. Notice the subtle change. So now everybody's starting to accept, Armacos, that these are, in fact, authentic emails and evidence of the Biden crime family's activities. Mm-hmm. But now their suggestion is going to be, no, no, we didn't disinformation. We don't mean they're false. We mean just like this could have benefited the Russians, this information. And therefore, they may have had something to do with getting the information out there, which sounds the Russian information campaign. 
I know you know where I'm going with this, Joe, so forgive me. Play like you don't for a moment. Sure. Just play stupid for a minute. A Russian information campaign? That sounds familiar, Joe. Uh-huh. Where have we heard about a Russian information campaign before that was embraced by the media and the Democrats? Oh, the peepee hoax. Uh-huh. The peepee hoax. Uh-huh. Oh, the peep. That's right. The, 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 the peepee hoax. That's right. You know, the dossier about Trump and the peepee stuff overseas. You know, the dossier they used to spy on the Trump team, which the media celebrated as being a product of a Russian insider who was, Joe, this close to Putin, buddy. This close. Oh, yeah. My fingers are wrapped around each other, folks. This close. Remember the media stories? Oh, I, you know what? I wish I would have. I should have done some more homework on this segment. I didn't expect to spend as much time on this. I'm, I'm sorry. I wish I'd have a headline right now. I should have had one where the media was celebrating how close contacts to Putin have said Trump is corrupt. Close contacts to Putin have sworn, Joe, that Trump is colluding with the right. Close contacts. Joe, am I crazy? Does that not sound like a Russian inf- 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 information? Yeah. Information came in. It sure Russia, does, Dan. Close yeah. contact to Putin. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So it's really weird how a Russian information campaign which they have no evidence this Hunter Biden story is at all, is all of a sudden a really bad thing when it provides evidence of the Biden crime family's activities. But when it's used to create a totally ridiculous story, completely made up about Trump and the peepee stuff, a Russian information campaign, if it attacks Trump, is a wonderful thing. It's to be celebrated and reported on and used as evidence that Trump is somehow sold out the United States. Again, does this infuriate you? It should. A Russian information campaign celebrated when it's actually a disinformation campaign, the PP hoax on Trump. It's fake information, but celebrated by the media. Never verified because it couldn't be because it was fake. Then when the media figures out that the Russian information campaign against Trump When they figure that out, that it's all fake, they move on. But they use the exact same talking point they celebrated to attack everyone else who promotes the Hunter Biden story, saying, no, no, now it's a Russian. I thought Russian information campaigns were good. I'm, I'm confused. Now, of course, Trump's not having any of this. Trump's done with it, and I don't blame him. Now, listen, it may have been a little harsh to call the dude a criminal, but <laughs> whatevs. <laughs> I, you know, I, like I said, I have no problem with Trump's rock'em, sock'em, robot style. Um, if you do, that's okay. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all, not one bit. Um, but here's a brief video yesterday of Trump at the airport. He's asked a question. I believe this is um, that guy Jeff from Reuters. I'm not sure. I can only see the side of his face, but. Uh, of course, you know, they're not interested in reporting on the Hunter Biden story. They're just interested in reporting on the fake media narratives about Russia. It's Russia. It's fake. We don't know. It's And uh, Trump just basically nails this guy to the wall. Check this out. campaign strategy seems to be to call Biden a criminal. Why is that? He is a criminal. He's a criminal. He got caught. Read his laptop. And you know who's a criminal? You're a criminal for not reporting it. You are a criminal for not reporting it. Let me tell you something. 
Joe Biden is a criminal and he's been a criminal for a long time. And you're a criminal and the media for not reporting it. Good luck, everybody. Have a good time. Have a good time. Trump there, you know, he just, of course, you know, yeah, Joe, in a roundabout way, kind of beats around the bush a little bit. Gets subtle. A, <laughs> a subtle, very, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the, very, yeah, yes. I'm sorry, that is the way, exactly the word I was like, Trump being very subtle. Jeez. My boxing days, of course, are over. Pretty much my days of physical activity with just about every, do you notice I'm shrinking, by the way? Did you notice that, folks? My traditional Italian large, which are boys' small shirts I wear on my show, that I used to be squeezed into like a sausage, are now, they're bagging everywhere. Did you notice this? I'm ah. shrinking in front of your very eyes. I will get back in the gym tomorrow, hoping to put back on a little weight. It's driving me crazy. My wife likes it. I'll leave that story for the adult show another time, but not my bag of donuts. She thinks I look better. I've lost about 10 pounds. Not willingly. I'm not on a diet. Believe me. But Paula loves it. She thinks it's great. We need to do Canada right now. Even better. Let's go to our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition because I got to tell you, I do look a little leaner. I've lost a lot of body fat, but I have not got off my uh, good quality eating plan. And what's the staple of it? Unintended segue, by the way. My good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, our staple product in this house. This is a new one. I just got from them. Why? Because we eat the heck out of it. We go through probably, what, a jar or two of this a week. What is it called? And why do I take it? It's called Field of Greens. Ladies and gentlemen, the pandemic didn't test our country's economic endurance alone. It exposed how living an unhealthy lifestyle can increase your risk. That's why I recommend and take multiple times a day Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition every day, twice a day. While other health products boast about one vegetable, Field of Greens is packed with 12 Clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. This powerful combination not only supports heart health, it supports a healthy immune system, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. You know, despite all my stuff, you know, my blood pressure was 110 over 70. Feel, I'm not kidding. Feel the greens is loaded with antioxidants. They told me I had the blood levels of a teenage boy. Like, that's a good thing. Dean, I mean, who knows? I wish I could go back and look like one. I'm getting old really fast here. Field of Greens is loaded with antioxidants, pre and probiotics. Just put one scoop in a glass of water. You know what I've been putting it in? I've been putting it in that pomegranate blueberry juice. It's fantastic. Why settle for one vegetable when you can have the entire Field of Greens? And look at the back. You notice what it doesn't say on the back? It doesn't say supplement facts. Read it yourself. You can see that. It says nutrition facts. Why? Because it's not a supplement. This is actual real food. That's why they don't have to put supplement facts. These are real vegetables ground up. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan and get 15% off your first order. Don't wait. Use promo code Dan, D-A-M. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. It's available in two flavors. Both are great. I got to be honest with you. I like this one, but I've been using the wild berry too. You like the wild berry too? The field, but this is the original. This one, I like this too. Sometimes I put this in tomato juice. It's available in two flavors. Both are terrific. Love them both. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan today. All right. Thanks, Brickhouse Nutrition. Getting back to the show here. So um, ladies and gentlemen, on a serious note, um, these all stories are all serious, but I try to mix in, you know, some humor and sarcasm, keep it somewhat light. So we're not all uh, sitting here pulling our hair out all the time. But uh, this story is sad. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, a, I mean, to call him a giant in the movement may be the most giant understatement of all time. Uh, Joe's intimately familiar with Rush's content. Joe worked at a radio station that broadcasts Rush for how long, Joe? Yeah. 30 years? I mean, yeah, years and years, it, yeah. A staple of, yeah, years and decades. I mean, Joe was at WCBM and 
He's been a staple of the Maryland market, the Florida market, and just about every radio market in America uh, since I've been back in college before then. You know, Rush changed my life, changed the lives of many others as well. I never forget reading his book in a pharmacy, waiting for a medication and reading things in his book I'd only heard for the first time because I went to a liberal college where they, you know, fostered liberal propaganda all day. And I thought, my gosh, if I've been wrong the whole time, that was due to Rush Limbaugh. Um, the stories like that number in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people whose lives have been changed by Rush Limbaugh, who basically created the market for conservative talk radio. If he, it, maybe he, if, if he didn't create it, he blew it up like no human being ever had before and probably never will again. He's an icon, a giant in the movement. Well, many of you know um, that the movement, sadly, too, is populated with losers and degenerates, grifters and other zeros who see this as a zero-sum game, that someone's success like Rush or Mark Levin or Sean comes at their expense. Um, I have never seen the movement that way, and I know Sean and Mark and Rush don't see it that way either because I got my start because of Sean Hannity and Mark Levin. I tell you with absolute certainty, I would not be here talking to you today without the assistance early on um, in my career in activism from Sean and Mark. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. I could prove it to you, but I don't want to waste your time. But again, some zeros out there, they see their failures and their mistakes as the cause of others because they're degenerate losers. And believe me, I'm being nice in this segment. Well, what is this all about? Well, first, uh, I'd like to just play a quick uh, audio video of Rush here, who has announced that his cancer, sadly a subject I'm personally familiar with now, but this is not about me at all and it won't be. This is about Rush, who was in a far more advanced stage with his lung cancer um, than I am. Rush announced yesterday that the disease has progressed and his words resonated with me powerfully because it's a conversation I've had with my doctor too. And um, this whole thing about shrinking the timeline, knowing you're going to die, but knowing now that you might be on a clock um, is something everyone who's been told they have a potentially terminal fatal disease has had to grapple with themselves. And in a touching moment, this hero, this icon of the movement, Talked about it on the air. He doesn't talk about it much, but he talked about it yesterday. I want you to listen to about a minute and 15, minute, 20 seconds of Rush Limbaugh in a very touching moment on the air. We should all hear. Check this out. All going through challenges. Mine are no better and mine are no different. Mine are no more special than anybody else's. But it can feel like a roller coaster. From the moment you get the diagnosis, there's a part of you every day, okay, that that's it. Life's over. You just don't know when. But when you get that diagnosis, I mean, that's... So, during the period of time after the diagnosis, you do what you can to prolong life. You do what you can to prolong a happy life. You measure a happy life against whatever medication it takes. And it... At some point, do you decide, you know, this medication may be working, but I hate the way I feel ever. This is just, I'm not there yet, I'm just, but, but, but it is part and parcel of this. It's, it's, it's tough to realize that the days where I do not think I'm under a death sentence are over. Now, we all are, is the point. We all know that we're going to die at some point, but when you have a 
terminal disease diagnosis that has a time frame to it, then that puts a different a different psychological and, and even physical awareness to it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Big time. Now, I, I was touched by that. That goes on a little bit. Um, I wanted to give you the, the most poignant portion of it, but it goes on for a while, and I suggest you listen to it. You know, um, you would think after a segment like that, that anyone, regardless of even your political affiliation, would have an ounce of empathy and say, my gosh, you know, that must be really hard to realize that your life is now on a timeline. We all know we're on a timeline, as Rush said. We all get that. But the timeline's not real. It's not real until someone actually tells you what the potential date on that timeline is, right? I mean, none of us really perceive, none of us in our 40s or 50s without any kind of serious illness perceive our death as being real. We know what's going to happen, but it's not real because we don't know the date, we don't know the time. But I, I just ask you all who, who don't understand what Rush is going through, if someone were to give you that date, not explain to you why, all of a sudden you would live your life quite differently, wouldn't you? Say that date was five years or 10 years from now and you're only 45 years old. You would. You'd live your life differently. Well, Rush has kind of been given a general timeline. And it's devastating. And instead of some people... Um, you know, feeling and empathizing for Rush and what he's gone through. And after all, he's contributed to the movement. You have degenerate loser Neanderthals, um, like a guy I genuinely can't stand and never have. He's the one guy in, in conservative. I mean, this guy's not a conservative. He's a loser. Uh, we don't accept losers in our movement. Um, some of you may like him and that's fine. I'm not telling you what to listen to or not. Um, but this guy's a piece of human garbage. Yeah, I mean, I've never done his radio show. Uh, they've reached out. I have the emails in case you uh, don't believe me. Think I'm making this up. Hey, come on our show. Uh, how about you go yourself? I'm not doing your show because I think you're a piece of garbage because I know what he does to people behind the scenes. You had this piece of garbage, Michael Savage, who pretends to be a conservative, who thought this moment was really funny um, and thought it was an opportunity to go out and poke fun at Rush. So uh, he, he sent out a tweet, which I promptly responded to. We're going to have to blank some of it out for obvious reasons. Uh, but Savage, this complete zero who pretty much earned his last name there, I uh, thought it was really funny after that touching segment to um, send out this tweet. Uh, you know, keep in mind, Savage has always been jealous because Rush Limbaugh, Mark, Mark Levin and Sean Hannity are, are far more uh, impactful in the movement than him. So Savage I mean, to say cross the line may be one of the most uh, underrated statements in my the history of my 1,373 shows. The man disgraced himself. He called it, as you can see on the tweet here, the one of the worst 15 minutes of radio he's ever heard, that he spilled coffee over him, that Rush should you know die with some dignity. Uh, what? So I promptly responded back to Michael Savage that he should go mm, yourself mm, whole. That's all I could think to say right there. 
Well, that was retweeted and liked probably close to 70 or 80,000 times um, because I think everybody feels the same way now about Michael Savage. What a loser. And let me just tell you to Michael Savage, again, you piece of human filth who I have absolutely zero respect for. You're not a tough guy. You're a phony. You're a fraud. You're a whiner. You're a loser. There's nothing you can do about it. I called you that. Me. There's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Do you understand? Zero. Because you're a coward and a chump. If I see you in an airport, you'll run away because you are a coward and a chump who thinks someone dying of cancer is funny. And Russia has more dignity in his fingernail than you have in your entire life ever accumulated. You're a piece of garbage. I know who you are. I've heard who you are. And it's the reason I've never done your garbage show. <laughs> Sorry if that sounded a little angry, but it's true. That's who this guy is. That's exactly who he is. All right. Um, I want to get back to this, the debates, because um, the Trump team is is just done with the Presidential Debate Commission. Um, their campaign manager actually fired out a tweet targeting uh, Joe, not the Presidential Debate Commission, but, quote, the Biden Debate Commission, which <laughs> I thought was good. Let me get to my last sponsor. And I'm going to get to that because it's an important. They want to mute microphones now. So Paul and I both had the same idea this morning. You know, sometimes great minds think alike, right? Paul is like, hey, I think he, Trump should do this. I was like, I just wrote that down. So we'll get to that in a second. Uh, finally, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Job Creators Network. Hey, we're just weeks away from Election Day. Early in-person voting has already started in Arizona and Michigan, Georgia and Ohio. That's just a few of them. People are turning out in record-setting numbers. Look it up. There are many more states where early in-person voting has begun or is about to begin. If you haven't yet visited KeepAmericaAmerica.com, I'm urging you, I'm imploring you to visit it now. Please don't wait. The voting information there and the free resources KeepAmericaAmerica.com provides are trusted and are up to date. While you're there, you can even sign up and be kept up to date via email. The 2016 election was decided by thousands of votes, not by millions. And nearly 400,000 of you across the country now have already gone to keepamericaamerica.com. We need to get to a million or more and make this the biggest get-out-the-vote effort in conservative history, one the liberal media cannot possibly ignore. There are simple but vitally important things you can do. What can you do? Well, go to keepamericaamerica.com and find out. Commit to take just one person to the polls, just one. Or help someone get their mail-in ballot. Do a little, do a lot, but please do your part. KeepAmericaAmerica.com. Go now. They can show you how to do it again. Please, we need to get a million people there. Go to KeepAmericaAmerica.com. Go today. All right. So uh, many of you have been following this story about the disastrous, now totally uh, just useless presidential debate commission stacked with anti-Trumpers and liberal Democrats. Even Bob Dole, who's a pretty moderate mainstream guy, former presidential candidate himself, nominee, to be precise, um, Bob Dole in the Republican Party has said, and, you know, listen, this guy was as moderate as moderate guess. It's like, listen, this presidential debate commission, there's not one person on it that supports Trump. So what are they doing? First, they canceled the second debate. Of course, we had the first debate. You all saw it. We covered it on the show. I thought Trump won pretty handily. They canceled the second debate and said to the president, no, no, we're going to do it virtually, which the president rightfully so was like, I'm not doing it virtually. What are you guys crazy? Like, you don't change the rules in the middle of the boxing match. What are you nuts? 
So now the third debate's coming up. We have a pretty hardcore liberal, Kirsten, uh, Kristen Welker from NBC moderating. Um, and uh, in addition to that, the uh, Biden Debate Commission, otherwise known as the Presidential Debate Commission, right? Um, they decided a couple things. They decided now they're going to mute the mics. I'll get to that in a second. And they decided as well that they're going to change the focus of the, the third debate, which is really the second debate because they canceled the second one. Joe, the third debate is always about foreign policy. Always. Mm -hmm. That's the way it's always been done. But but weird. weird. They decided to change that away from foreign policy. Joe, something hmm. happened. What happened? On the foreign policy. Joe, think, I don't, Joe, come on. Think, well, Miss Gilfeather, my fifth grade teacher, God rest her soul, used to say, put your thinking caps on, mm -hmm. boys and girls. Mm -hmm. Something happened in the foreign policy space that wasn't favorable to the Biden crime family. Mm. I got notes. Uh. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I forgot. We just talked about it at the beginning yeah. of the show. My mind, you know, all these, I'm losing it. You know what I'm saying? Neurons are like <laughs> dendrites, axons are not, Schwann cells not insulated. It's not working very well. Hunter, oh, Hunter Biden uh. and Biden are being accused of taking payoffs from the Chinese Communist Party. For the liberals, that's a foreign country, China. I'm just telling, you know, liberals and stuff, you know, you know, sprains, peanuts and stuff. Um, so just to be clear, the third debate, which this is, it's not our fault they canceled the second, which is always about foreign policy. They mysteriously at the last minute changed that. Gee, I, I wonder why. I can't possibly. Guess. So here's a memo from Trump's campaign manager, the great Bill Stepien, who uh, sent this tweet out and sent a letter like, hey, that's really weird. Uh, that you guys would change the focus of debate from foreign policy after a big foreign policy scandal erupts with Joe Biden. Strange how that happens. And here's his tweet at Bill Stepien. Our letter to the BDC, <laughs> the Biden Debate Commission. Slow, 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 slow clap. Maybe golf clap. Maybe uh, Miss America clap. I don't know. You get a whole bunch of claps. Nice job. Maybe a Don Mattingly hits a home run when I was, what, 12 years old, sitting in Yankee Stadium with that. Donnie Baseball. Awesome job by Bill Stepien. Awesome job. I love Don Mattingly. He was my favorite baseball player, favorite athlete of all time. Real classy guy. The best. Donnie Baseball. Yeah, Bill's like, hey, that's kind of weird. All of a sudden, this foreign policy scandal erupts, and next thing you know, the whole focus of the debate, which we've always done, has changed. Um, so not only did they change the focus of the debate, but they've changed the rules too midstream. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, so you understand what's going on here. The debate rules have already been agreed to before the first debate. We are now in the middle of the boxing match and the referee in round 12 is changing the rules. The, de the debate rules were already agreed to. What are they changing it to? Look at this Washington Examiner article. Be in the show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletter is where you subscribe to our show notes for free. Zachary Halashek, breaking news reporter, Washington Examiner. Final Trump-Biden debate will feature muted microphones. A rule they never agreed to ever before the debate started. Kind of like Twitter. Now, why mm. would they do that? <laughs> I ask you again. I'll pose this to audience ombudsman, Mr. Joe Armacost. Yes, sir. Let's go back to the beginning of the show. Andrea Mitchell, a noted full-time Democrat liberal activist, mm -hmm. uh, using her title as journalist to advocate liberal causes. 
Do you really believe Andrea Mitchell is giving the Republican Party advice when she says, listen, you guys need to stop talking about this Hunter Biden story? Why? Because she wants the Republicans to win? No, because she knows it's damaging. Right. The Presidential Debate Commission, the Biden Debate Commission, stacked with anti-Trumpers. There's not one person who supports Trump on it. Not one, just to be clear. Supposedly nonpartisan, Joe Dredd and air quotes, uh, Presidential Debate Commission. They hate Trump. Do you really believe they're muting the microphones? To not allow Trump to interrupt or rebut strongly Biden's lies. Do you really think they're doing that because they think Biden won the first debate where the microphones were unmuted? I'll let you think about that one for a second. I can't do too much radio silence because it's, we're on terrestrial radio and it would shut off the whole show. But let me give, give you a five good ones. Hmm. I bet the answer is of course not. The Presidential Debate Commission, in conjunction with all their media buddies, who've been telling you how Biden crushed Trump in the first debate. If he did, why are they changing the rules? I don't under I don't understand. I don't understand why they'd be changing the rules if the rules Biden used to crush Trump in the first debate, if those rules were so effective, then why are they changing them? But because they weren't. Because Trump ate Biden's lunch by flustering him, by interrupting his lies. So then they're going to mute mics. So Paul and I think alike. I'm sitting here, we're talking before the show. We always kind of like chit chat before the show and we're not preventing Lucy from eating our whole house up. By the way, we do give her chew toys. A couple of pers- people email me. You have my personal email listeners. And they're like, give her some rawhide. There's like a million chew toys. You know what she likes? Socks and electric appliances. We got to watch the dog all the time. We give her like the greatest chew toys in the world. Even, right, Paul, even a pet store guy. What the pet store guy tell my wife? We bought all these chew toys, little fake cows, balls, dumbbells she could chew on that are rubber. And the guy's like, you're wasting your money. Dog chews on whatever it wants. They were not kidding. They were not kidding. She's got to go to doggy boot camp soon. So Paul and I are sitting here in between bouts of stopping Lucy from chewing up her whole house. And um, <laughs> she beat me to the punch. I have a note. I'm not kidding. It's right here. It said... I wrote it before she said this, just so you know, I have evidence. Yes, I have recibos. I have recibos. I wrote it before. We can document this. The ink can be aged. The half-life of the ink is before Paula said this. I think Trump should do this. Joe, tell me what you think. I know Paula's been. Trump should keep a microphone in his pocket. He should flip oh. that sucker right out when the mic is being big. I got mine. I got oh. one. Flipped him just like this. Mike in his pocket in RE20. And he should be like, you can mute my mic on my own microphone. Paula added a suggestion, though, which I thought was very clever. After he's done with his last rebuttal, he should drop the mic. <laughs> Ceremonial drop and just stand there and be like doing Arsenio Hall, like woo woo, and just drop the mic. I think that should. Folks, listen, I know some Trump campaign people listen to this. Get a mic in his pocket. It, it would be the single greatest moment. Where's my quip? We do the quip will be like the mic. So can you imagine this moment on TV? Trump's yeah. sitting there. They have the mic muter on, right? Biden starts saying, uh, it's a Russian disinformation campaign, whatever it is. Uh, Trump starts to rebut and the mic muter guy hits the mic to mute Trump. So he can't all of a sudden. Do we have a jacket? The jacket opens up, <laughs> right? Slowly. Adam, that's okay. I got my own mic right here. Let me tell you about the recibos. I got recibos on Hunter Biden. And he goes. (laughs) 
ladies and gentlemen, be the greatest moment in the history of television. It would, it would never, ever, it would be the most viral clip. What has he got to lose at this point? Everybody knows the Biden to make commission hates him. They know the moderator can't stand him and is a huge limb. What does he have to lose? Just whip out his own mic. Better be careful with whipping out stories after that CNN yeah, analysis. I, I kind of we're staying away from that. I don't yeah. pile. It's too gross, but right, we better. We'll stop. I, yeah. I don't do pylons, especially when they're gross like that. <laughs> right. Let's just say takeout rather than whip out. You, for some of you, know what I mean. But Trump pulls out the microphone and then drop that thing right there. Be the greatest moment ever, folks. Someone on the Trump campaign, please take it to heart. Pocket microphone. Paula thought of it. Too. I'm not kidding. Even though I thought of it first. She's shaking her head. She knows I, I wrote it down before she said it. She, But the mic drop thing is totally hers. I didn't think of that. I have your POTUS, mic in pocket. That's what I wrote. Mike. <laughs> he should carry props. What else do we have? Hold on. We have, here, we have props. The flag. <laughs> the laugh guy. Remember the laugh guy? <laughs> Remember the left gen? These are all props people have sent us. What else do we got? Hold on, folks. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. More props. Remember these? Oh, oh, this is stuff listeners have said. Remember the glasses? These are the Thug Life glasses. Trump should carry a pair. So he has a mic drop, right? So he goes, Hunter, yeah, really? Those weren't Hunters? You know, we have the Recibos, right? What should he carry? The receipt. Genius. He should have a printed copy of the receipt. Trump. Trump campaign, if you are not listening, you're doing us a national disservice. Carry the mic. Folks, I've got a little piece of evidence I want to show you right here. What comes out of the pot? Wait, hold on. Hold on. We need a receipt. Hold on. Stand by, folks. Stand by. Here it is. Out of the pot. He mics drops them. This is how this has to go down. He dropped out of his pocket. He pulls his head. He goes, look what I, look what I got. Receibos. Rece- wait, wait. We need to write something on it. Here. Hunter, I'm going to sign like a signature. There, there's Hunter's receipt. I got Recibos right there. It's not actually Hunter Biden's signature, but it's my best job doing it, right? He's got Recibos. And then when he's done, so mic drop, Recibos. What is he, he takes out the Thug Life glasses. And he goes like this. Puts on the Thug Life glasses, and he walks off stage. <laughs> this is the greatest segment we've ever done. He, Trump, please, please consider it. All right, maybe not the Doug Life glasses. That would be maybe a little too much, but definitely the microphone and the Recibos. The 100% Recibos. You got to, please do that. Someone, anyone. Joe, do you have any influence with the Trump campaign? I can't do it. I don't want to get it's too little. late in the yeah. game. I'm staying out. <laughs> please contact, you know, some people. Contact anyone. Please keep the, Paula, the best idea ever. It'll turn the whole camp. Where's the Recibo? The Recibo, I threw it away. The, re, the Recibo. Please take a copy of the Hunter Biden Recibo. Please. Wow. That'd be great. That would be. On, that would be epic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, folks, for you watching on Rumble. If you're not watching the video show on Rumble today, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Rumble.com slash Bongino. I'm not kidding. Please, please take out the Recibo. That was genius. Paula Bongino could have single-handedly changed the whole presidential campaign right there. Now, why would we need the Recibo? I wanted to get to a whole bunch more stories. Maybe we'll slip in one more, but this is an important one. 
There's an article at Breitbart, again, it'll be in the show notes that you need to, Bongino.com slash newsletter, check it out. Why would we need the Recibos? Because Brett Baer from Fox broke some news last night, according to Breitbart's Pam Key, that the Hunter Biden email was a question is unlikely to be a question at the next presidential debate. Shocker. Now, to be fair, I don't know that. Kristen Welker could have a moment of honest journalism. She could. And say, hey, um, what about that Recibo thing, Joe? Like, your son actually signed the thing, turned over the computer. Like, the Russians make him do that? Is he really that stupid? Um, but according to Breitbart sources and Brett Baer, um, that's not going to be a question. Which, Joe, how many people does that surprise? <laughs> exactly. No one. <laughs> I mean, no one actually expects journalism uh, to do journalists to do actual journalisming. That's not what they do anymore. So that's no shocker there. But one last time, please, Mr. Trump. Folks, can you spread this segment of the show around to anyone on the Trump campaign? You know, we got a lot of ringers here, if you know what I mean. Now, listen, please get this to the president directly or Eric or Don or anyone. The receipt in your pocket. Please, 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 please do it. What's this? What's this? Mike Trump. Even if you don't have the mic, Recibo. Recibo. All right, one last story. On a serious note, unfortunately, Chief Justice John Roberts, who, what I told you, I mean, this guy's just an embarrassment. This guy's a full-time liberal now. Uh, I, I, I laugh now when liberals say to us, Joe, Amy Coney Barrett's appointment to the Supreme Court, if confirmed, this will be a 6-3 conservative majority. Who, who's the sixth? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, who's the sixth? Oh, Amy Coney Barrett. No, no, she's not the She's the fifth. We don't have six conservatives. We have John Roberts. John Roberts isn't ours. John Roberts is a disgrace to the bench. He's been since he saved Obamacare and just made stuff up. So what did John Roberts do now? The great crew over at the Daily Wire. Hank, uh, what is this, Berrien? I've never, I've never seen, is he new over there? Hank Berrien. Well, good piece nonetheless. Daily Wire, be in the show notes. John Roberts sides with liberals. Again, what do you mean sides with liberals? I, I love Hank, but he is a liberal. He's not siding with him. John Roberts is a liberal. Roberts sides with liberals. Supreme Court allows Pennsylvania to accept ballots three days late. So the four conservatives on the court agreed that, wait, that sounds kind of weird, Joe, because the Constitution and subsequent election law demands what? A uniform national election. Liberals, yeah. I know that's, I'm not talking about a school uniform. I know you're liberals and all, the whole like thick skull like you thing. Uniform, meaning a consistent set of rules. Uniform, not clothing, okay? How can you have a uniform national election, according to election law, if the uniform national election allows Pennsylvania to have the election three days after the election? Uh, uh, let's do the Justice Roberts gavel for this one. Uh, I don't know. I'm John Roberts and I'm a liberal. How is that? a? So we're having election day and in Pennsylvania gets a special election day, 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 day. So, of course, the conservatives on the court who are all sane. Robert, Salito, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch. They were like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. This whole Pennsylvania gets a three-day election when the rest of the country has a one-day election. So um, that's no good. And of course, John Roberts sided with his liberal friends, which led to a 4-4 decision because there is not a ninth justice right now because Amy Coney Barrett has not been confirmed. You say, well, Dan, if it was 4-4, then nobody won. Yes, which means the Pennsylvania decision that they are going to have a three-day election rather than a one-day election stands. Tell me again how we have a 6-3 if Amy Coney Barrett, 6-3 conservative majority. Uh, no, it'll be 5-4. John Roberts is John Roberts is gone. 
He's lost. Forget it. John Roberts is, is, is a, a, he's terrified. He has no backbone. He is terrified about the Washington Post, New York Times op-ed columns writing bad things about me because he has no guts at all. He's a disgrace to the bench and he makes it up as he's going along. He fabricated a whole Obamacare justification. It's a tax. Really, John? Obama argued it wasn't a tax. Obama, you know, the guy in the first part of Obamacare? On tape. We played it last week. Roberts made that up. Just like he's making up that uniform election law across the country. Uniform, meaning the same, means Pennsylvania gets a three-day election while everyone else gets one. Really weird how Roberts just fabricated that out of thin air, too. The penumbras. What a joke. All right, folks, that was a <laughs> interesting show today. <laughs> we yeah. haven't whipped out those props. I don't even know who sent me these. We just came over from the other studio. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Please watch the video show today. Subscribe. Um, I'm going to get to this story tomorrow. Don't let me forget, Paula. Um, Google is now being sued. It broke right before we got on the air today in an antitrust lawsuit. Um, I bring that up because I'd like you to subscribe. Google owns YouTube. YouTube hates us. They can't stand me. They can't stand my show. Google owns them. Um, that's why I'm involved now with Rumble, which is an alternative to YouTube, where we actually believe in crazy things, Joe, like free speech. It is a video platform. It's better than YouTube. I wouldn't be involved. It wasn't because we don't censor people for political views like YouTube does to us. If you want to watch my show on video and subscribe, well over 100,000 subscribers now. It is all free. Go to Rumble, like uh, Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Go today. Please subscribe. It's all free. Please watch my video show there. I think today's you'll really get a kick out of uh, the visual elements are unintended, but kind of add to the whole drama of the show. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Uh, we really appreciate it. Go check it out today. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.